0: Welcome! You're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, joined by my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack, who's drinking some water before he speaks, and it's going to be exciting for all of us. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. We'd love for you to sub- subscribe. I can't say that today. Subscribe Subs- on our favorite podcast platform. Uh, and also, share this with a friend on Facebook. Do you have something to say about subscribing? Nope, you're good. Say subscribe three times. You really- Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. See, that's why you should say subscribe, not me. YouTube and Instagram. Also, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. A Do you want me to say minutes- subscribe every single time like I, from now drop on off I think, the word. Yeah, I think it'd be great cool. yeah yep yeah. a few extra minutes will absolutely help get this podcast in hands of so many more leaders just like you who are getting better like me because I need to get better at saying subscribe visit leading hope online to get updates and find out more about the leading hope community Got something? I wanted to keep saying subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, you. subscribe. But I decided not to. Now I can say it. All right. But now I couldn't say it earlier. But hey, next week. Next week. It's on you. Ready? <laughs> this is the third week of our series. Final week. Final. Okay, third and final. final uh series eager to follow. Uh, man, this has been great. Uh, I've loved every second of it. This is episode 171. You've titled this courageous. Followership. Courageous followership. So here's the big idea
1: for today, that the courage of a leader lies in their ability to take risks, but the courage of a follower lies in their ability to choose when to follow and when to disobey. And if I could just say it like this, uh, courageous followership could be to walk away when everyone else is being loyal. It could be to blow the whistle when everyone else is being quiet and it could equally be to stay loyal when everyone else is creating mutiny (laughs) to make contributions when everyone else is making chaos and to understand that like, Hey, there is a significant role of the follower in shaping the future of the organization. And what we found and studies have shown that if leaders do not have courage, then the organization does not move forward. But if followers do not have courage, that the organization becomes toxic and unhealthy over time. So I want to give you three more ideas for today on this idea of courageous followership. First idea is this, that there is no leader who will never need to be checked. (laughs) There is no leader who will never need to be called out at some point in time. And it's been said like this, that power corrupts. I don't believe that is the case uh i have found far more likely that power reveals (laughs) power doesn't necessarily corrupt power shows what was already there and it may accentuate it to to a higher level but it doesn't create it it reveals what was already in there and the reality is, is you're not perfect. <laughs> yeah. So when power reveals, it shows those lack of perfections and what actually needs to take place. Uh, Ira Shalef said it like this, that leaders rarely use their power effectively or wisely over long periods, unless they are supported by followers who have the stature to help them do so. And what he's showing is that over time leaders will need help to continue to use their power in healthy ways, in wise ways that support the benefit of the organization, the benefit of the people, and not just an individual. And so uh, just to acknowledge that like, hey, there's no leader who will not need to be checked. I wanna give this as a side note, okay? Just cause you're listening to this now does not mean that this is the exact moment that your leader needs to be called out. <laughs> cause we have this tendency of, what is it? Assuming if you have a hammer, that everything's a nail. Yeah. <laughs> is it say like? Well, he said that every leader needs to be checked. So I need to go and tell my boss right now how dangerous they actually are. I'm not saying that the the chances of the timing being perfectly right on those two intersecting pieces is very minimal. But there will be a time. I want to dissuade you from that. I do want to encourage you in that there will be a time in which you may need to. Stand up, disagree, ask key pivotal questions about why something's happening, because there is no leader who will never need to be checked. Yeah. Second idea on this is that your obedience can be helpful and your obedience can be destructive. Your willingness to do what you're asked can be helpful in the source of your contribution and your obedience can also be destructive. So I learned about this. Ready? I was... Studying for this. I learned about Milgram's experiment. Are you familiar with Milgram's experiment? No, I am not. Okay. So this is what took place is, um, they had, um, they had the person conducting the test in a room with another person who had an electric shock dial. What I like they, it already. What they told, oh my gosh, I was terrified. What Not they joking. told the person with the electric shock now is that there was someone in another room who was answering questions. And if they got the answer wrong, that they would have to have applied to them an electric shock. Now, the person in the other room was part of the experiment. Sure. Okay. And so what would happen is they would tell them when they would need to apply the shock, and they would, and the person in the other room would start screaming. And they took this all the way up to, ready? What they believed was 450 volts. Now, the person in the other room obviously was not getting shocked, okay? Just verify that. But when the instructor was there and they could hear the person screaming in the other room and the instructor told them to keep turning up the voltage, the person kept doing so. Is this not like, is this not crazy? And then they did this other experiment in which... They, same scenario, if they got it wrong, they'd turn up the voltage, but at a hundred volts, the instructor, ready, okay, following, the instructor would say, hey, you don't have to do this any longer, we don't have to keep going. And the person in the other room would start screaming, keep going, I need to learn my lesson, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I, I wanna show that I can get it right. And when that happened, the, the test subject, who is actually the person who thought they were giving the electric shock always bowed out. They wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah, And it was this like fascinating study on the ways in which when authority gives us a command, we have a tendency to respond to the command. This study was done in the 1960s. And what they really wanted to figure out was during the Holocaust, why did so many people obey? Yeah, And it is say like, when authority gives an order, most people are likely to obey even if they know it's causing harm to another individual because they assume that's what they are supposed to do. Wow.
0: Is this not terrifying? Do you really want to ask that question? <laughs> yeah. There was a study done in 2020 in March when COVID. Oh came. no no, let's not go Do you there. You want to go let's with that? Let's not go there. Okay,
1: so we're not that podcast. <laughs> so I, I want to introduce the idea of destructive <laughs> obedience, okay? Jokes. Destructive <laughs> obedience, and um, and two ideas of what makes up destructive obedience. First one is this destructive obedience is characterized by one blindly accepting authority's definition of the situation. This is how it is. That doesn't seem right. This is how it is. I've got like data and examples like anecdotal, cause I didn't do a study, but like I know people that that's not the case. Yeah. And to say destructive obedience just blindly accepts authority's definition of the situation. And here's the, I just want to give this as a note, responsible followers can become victims if they become, if they become whistleblowers. You just need to accept that as reality. And say, are, are you willing to uh, go back to other podcast episodes we've had? Are you willing to do good or do you just want to feel good? <laughs> yeah. Are you willing to do what's right or do you just want to do what's easy on these pieces? But to know that that's what's at stake, if you're willing to express courage in your followership, you might become the victim in the situation. And we don't use that term often because most people overuse the term victim right. and assume that just feedback is now victimhood right. or getting called out for toxic behaviors is victimhood. Yeah. Let's say that's the first idea. Blindly accepting authority's definition of the situation is destructive obedience. Second aspect of destructive obedience is allowing a shift in responsibility to take place from the follower to the leader. So this is when you operate and you're going, well, they told me to do this. And so I'm not responsible for what happens. I'm only obeying orders. Yeah. And the note in here is to say there are no innocent bystanders. There are only silent colluders. Okay. You're not innocent in the process because you are always responsible for what you do. Okay. You never should give up agency, your ability to make decisions on your own okay just because someone told you to do something doesn't mean you always have to carry it out no matter who the authority is and so there is a sense of destructive obedience is so important and i could just connect that back to the first point of there is no leader who will never need to be checked and that your obedience can become destructive if you blindly accept authority's definition and allow a shift in responsibility to take place from you to your boss to your direct report.
0: Anything you want to talk about on that? That was that was a lot. There's a ton there, man. Let's just get through this rest because I think there's a lot of follow-up questions okay. that are necessary. And then this comes in as the last piece of what courageous followership looks like. So it might look
1: it might look like you calling out your boss. It might look or the organization as a whole. It might also look you being able to discern, hey, is my obedience helpful or is my obedience destructive? And the third and the ultimate aspect of courageous followership is you need to know how to fire your boss. Now, I want to carefully phrase that. Yeah. I did not say you need to know how to get your boss fired. (laughs) You need to know how do you fire your boss? Well, you go, how do you fire your boss? You get a new boss. Well, they're the boss. Well, you walk away. (laughs) Yeah. You leave. Yeah. And if you're in a spot where you have a boss who is unhealthy, unhelpful, morally incorrect, doing things that are wrong. That's the amazing thing about Milgram's experiment is any there was no coercion. Right. They just told them, this is what you have to do. They weren't getting paid. Like... Like... This is what is mind-blowing to me is there was no reward. Stay in this experiment and you'll receive $100. You'll get this. Well, I stayed in. They just volunteered for the experiment. No coercion. They could have gotten up and walked away at any point in time. And I, I think what happens is people get stuck in jobs in which they hate And let's make it more extreme because that's where it should live for this conversation. They get in roles in which things are going wrong that they disagree with, they don't think is morally correct in any way, and they stay and they they don't realize they can always walk away. (laughs) Like you can always leave. There are other jobs There are other positions. And so you just need to know, and I'll put it on the extreme side of morally, but I also want to put it on the other side of undermining your leader. You don't trust. You don't believe in them anymore. Um, You're, you're actively working against them. You don't forgive the small things anymore. Like if you're in either of those things, call it what you want. You need to find a new job. You need to set off on a new adventure, or maybe use this terminology of, I need to fire my boss. Yeah, because this isn't working, and so I walk away and I go get a new boss. Keeping ourselves involved only serves as an obstruction to the leader and prevents us from fulfilling our followership
0: obligations. Uh, let's let's just stay there for a second uh, under how to fire your boss because I think people uh, will struggle with that concept in general. Because I don't think from from experience, I don't think people. Uh, naturally when they stay, they don't say, um, there's, they've already made the mind up. They're going to stay. Well, there's a number of reasons. Maybe they're comfortable in their position. Maybe they enjoy aspects of it, but not their boss. Yep. There's a number of reasons people stay, but you're saying they need to make a decision not to, cause a lot of people will say, well, I'll just change them. Yes. How do we help people fight against that narrative?
1: Well, I don't even think they always say, I'll even change them. It's like, I'll change it.
0: Well, they say them, and then they realize they can't, and then they'll change it. Yeah. It's usually in that order. Well, I'll just say, like... um, I'll change them the way they think. People... I'll do it this
1: way. I believe people overestimate their ability to transform someone else. Oh, there's no doubt. And to transform organizations as a whole. And I don't want to belittle that but in the influence an individual can have. But, like, they'll get in something that they completely disagree with and they'll just go, I'll change it. Yeah. And it's just like, no, you won't because you don't love it. Right. Like you, you can't change what you don't love. Right. You don't believe in it. And so like, if you were someone, it, there's a, there's a massive difference between running on passion and and what's positive and what could be and running on frustration. Yeah. And they go like, if, if your posture is cynicism, the only way you're going to change it is actually for the worse. Yeah.
0: And I think that's the key and uh, um, distinct marker at the end of the day is that you're saying, Hey, you can have passion and want to see things get better. Yeah. But the whole goal can't be just to change it despite or in spite of the leader.
1: Yeah. And I would say it is like, um, a, a leader can equip a follower. A follower can equip a leader and help them see how to lead a little better through feedback loops but it's not either of their role to transform the person. Yeah. is they go, like, if you've got to transform your employee for them to be a good employee, you should
0: probably ask them to get a new job. Yeah. Because they didn't ask for that. Yeah. And so I think that begs the question of. Uh, well, we can get into that another time because then it's like, when do you, you're not transforming, but you're leading you know, there's a difference there. We'll talk about that another time because that's another. That'd be quite the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, which is, <laughs> which is really good to actually have that conversation. The more important one for this discussion, yeah. uh, for this courageous followership episode is you really use this language right at the beginning, which you said, uh, you use the word disobey. When we use that word, it's an automatic negative qualifier in anything that's said. It felt after- weird saying it. Right. Yep. How do we how do we introduce this concept that someone could say it's okay to use this language in these circumstances? Because I don't think just, just just writing it seems wrong.
1: Yeah. Cause disobey is always negative.
0: Always. Yep. Except when it's not.
1: Yeah. Which- um, I actually uh, found this out as I was studying this: is that the military has had to teach soldiers what orders should be disobeyed,
0: That's so they exactly are exactly what came prepping
1: them on the front end that if this is an unlawful, unmoral order, you are not to carry it out because there were times that soldiers felt like it was their role to blindly obey everything that came their way
0: and then there's a consequence for that even though it was the right thing in the order of command few good men it always comes (laughs) up right like it's always that thing right the in the movie how looks over and says what did we do yep right and it's it's that thing so my my question is how do we just dated ourselves on this podcast? That's yeah, fine though. Well, that's a, I mean, hey, listen. If you've got, it's a great movie, and if you don't a, know that you can't handle it. It's on every. <laughs> I see what there. That's uh, that's great. It's on every third weekend. Um, <laughs> that's <a> great. <laughs> like, oh I mean, it's on. Uh, my point is, is like, how do we introduce that word back into the fold that it can be something that's, a that's great positive? Question. I, yes. We just talk more about it. Like, it's just we we say these are the cases when disobedience is actually obedience in a different.
1: Yeah. So I would just say it as let, if I could maybe reframe some, yeah. uh, your obedience is to morality and purpose. Okay. Yep. That's your obedience. And so if the order goes against morality and purpose, then disobedience is actually the moral purposeful thing to do. There you go. And so to say it is like, you are being obedient. You're just being obedient to a higher calling. And if the higher calling calls you to be disobedient
0: in the moment, then that's good disobedience. That's great, fantastic. And you've got some closing questions for today. Yeah, let's roll through it. So three questions for today as we wrap up this series. Yep. First one: Am I willing to check
1: my leader in a healthy way? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and we could spend forever. I don't have time for that today. To yeah. go into that, you don't have time for that yep. today. Let's go. Somebody needs to check you. Yeah. That's not. not. Am I that. willing to check my leader in a healthy way? Second question Am I maintaining personal agency and independent thinking while following well? Uh, what we mean, I, am I continuing to take responsibility and think for myself while I continue to follow well? Or have I abdicated those things because this person told me to do this? And third piece Have I evaluated whether or not I should stay in terms of this is important. Have I evaluated? whether or not I should stay in terms of, can I still add value or am I able to keep following? Well, That's so important. If you're, if you're just asking, can I still add value? You may be undermining everything else. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably do something good, but that doesn't mean you're not more of a negative impact. The question you should be asking is, am I still following well? And if the answer is no, the question becomes, can I still follow well? And if the answer is no, Fire your boss. And go do something else.
0: That's great. That ends this series. Eager to follow episode one seven one courageous followership. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Remember, all of these questions will be on the website. You can also get these questions on Facebook and Instagram if you follow us there. Uh, you'll get that uh, delivered every week on Wednesdays. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, and mean Subscribe. the world to If you did that now, also post about it, rate and review or both. Won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders, just like you are getting better like us we love hearing your stories how the podcast is working in your life and business if you have a story visit leadinghope.online send that to us we would love to hear from you and remember everyone everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader make it count Pop.